0: number 3 this friday afternoon Pete calendar here news talk 1110 993 WBT 704 570 1110 800 WBT 1110 um uh, just uh just real quick just the response to Marty who called in at uh, at the end of the last hour uh I do not believe there are two presidents uh now I do believe there are two popes actually right no I'm kidding um I do, not be- I do not believe there are two presidents right now. I believe one was inaugurated, and I believe one left. One one is not in office any longer. And if he was still the president, uh, there would be no question about whether or not he's going to run for re-election, because he would be term-limited. He would be, right, he wouldn't be able to run. There'd be no expectation of an announcement, so... Um. I'm going to shift gears though, because we're not going to find out. Although now I see Fox News has obtained a copy of the uh, the search warrant as well, so now it's starting to get out. Um, and I know Brett uh, Winterbull will have uh, all of the latest as it breaks, because the three o'clock deadline rapidly approaches here uh, for when I can uh, stop paying attention to everything. No, I'm kidding. The three <laughs> the three o'clock uh, it's, it's three o'clock uh, deadline is for the Trump team to oppose the unsealing request uh, by the DOJ. But let me shift gears here, because there is a whole bunch of other stuff, and I've spent two days now talking about uh, the, uh, the raid. Sorry, the trans raid. The raid that does not identify as a raid. So uh, I did get a message today from Christy, my wife, and uh, she informs me that the Chinese restaurant, where she often goes to get lunch, uh, she says the Chinese restaurant took down its plastic barriers at the checkout counter. COVID is officially over. This is the big news. I thought you should know that when even a Chinese restaurant takes down their barriers, now you know it's because... All right, the nation... Sorry. (laughs) The nation's top public health agency... I think it has to do with this, actually. I think it... China itself is actually still... um, they're still pursuing their zero COVID policy. Have you seen any of the video coming out of China? China. Have you seen the the video of like every day they're doing mass testing at like four in the morning or something? I mean, you're talking thousands of people in the streets lined up to get their swabs every day. Like guys, just test the poop water. Come on. You don't need to do that many swabs. Like, seriously, like the video that got leaked out. Um, But I think that the taking down of the barriers uh, in the restaurants, I welcome it, a return to normal. um, And the CDC is now on board. Yeah. The nation's top public health agency said. What? No, that's. Okay. So this is from the AP. The top public health agency. Uh, Yesterday relaxed its COVID-19 guidelines, dropping the recommendation that Americans quarantine themselves if they come into close contact with an infected person. So rub away, people. Rub away on each other. It's totally fine. Breathe in each other's lung juice. It's totally fine. You will not have to quarantine if you come into close contact with an infected person. The CDC, which, by the way, just for the record... I mean, I know I'm all about tilting at these linguistic windmills with my campaign for Votainer. Um, what was the other one I was trying to push to that I thought had a better chance? Was it Transcession? Trying to remember. Anyway, but why do we call it the CDC? Shouldn't it be the CDCP? It's the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. How can we always drop off the P? Why no P? Anyway. The CDCP said people no longer need to stay at least six feet away from each other either, which I can attest uh, that is not happening right now in the grocery stores. Okay, way too many people that have lost all kinds of concept of uh, personal space. I don't know why. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe it's me. Maybe I have a maybe I have a, a an increased sensitivity to the personal space. But when people are like. Almost walking into... Maybe it's because I lost all the weight. Maybe I expect people to stay farther away from me because when I was a, uh, as Jim Morrison would call it, a larger mammal, when I was larger, people would give me more space because I was larger. And now that I'm smaller, thanks to PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition, um, maybe it's because I'm smaller that now people come closer to me or at least I think they're closer to me and maybe they actually are closer to me because I take up less room I take up less space maybe that's it I don't know but I gotta tell you man people are all up in my business oh my gosh and so Christy and I flew last week we flew up to New York to see and by the way I do apologize if my if my accent has become a little bit more pronounced in the last few days uh, because I did spend like four or five days up in New York and it that has an effect. It has an effect on the, uh, on the accent. It just, it just starts to come out. Um, and so I, so I apologize for that, but, uh, no, it was a good time. We had, we had a great time hanging out with the family, uh, mom and dad's, uh, uh, birthdays and stuff. And we celebrated my brother-in-law. He retired, uh, from the coast guard. So it was a great time. Um, but, oh my God, air travel sucks. Oh, my God. It's awful. First off, call me crazy, but when I book on JetBlue.com, I do not anticipate put, being put on a flight that's American. No, I mean, like JetBlue, There, yes, they are American, but American Airlines. I get stuck on American Airlines. I didn't book on American Airlines. I would not have booked on American Airlines. I booked on JetBlue. But then I find out they've entered into something called the Northeast Alliance or something. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be fighting the Russians in Ukraine. I'm not sure. But they've they've entered into this alliance. And so basically they're just, like JetBlue just pays Americans' crew and they pay for the flights. I mean, that was, these were the banker routes. New York or uh, uh, Charlotte to JFK, that was the banker routes that, that JetBlue set up. And I loved flying those routes. They were great. They had like four of them a day. They canceled my flight. They canceled our flight. And then the people sitting in front of me put their chair down. This is less than a two-hour flight. You don't put your chair down on less than a two-hour flight and almost give me a concussion. It almost did. It was like that close to my face. It about, I mean, it knocked my book out of my hand. Well, not really out of my hand. Almost out of my hand. I mean, I have good dexterity, so I was able to maintain possession. But it could have gone that way. It could have been way worse. It was that close. What kind of monster puts down the seat? I know, I'm flying to New York. I've answered my own question. Never mind. Okay, so you should not be reclining your seat on a less than three-hour flight. That should be the rule. That should be the rule. And I think if you do, you go right out the, uh, you go right out the window. We open up that door, psh, throw you out. Here's the other thing. They charged me an extra 50 bucks to be in the hero seat. Right? What's up with that? You canceled my flight. You put me on this other flight where the only two seats that were next to each other were in the hero row. You know, the one with the door on the over the wing. And I'm required to open this, you know, and save everybody's lives if, you know, we like don't die in the fiery crash, right? If we get a if we if we get another miracle on the Hudson or something, like I'm in charge. I'm the hero. I'm in the hero seat. Shouldn't I get a discount for that? If I have, right, if I have maintained my physical self to such a degree that I am able to open this door and and, and get people out, I think that should be worth a discount. right? Like Like a, you know, law enforcement, military, veterans, they all get the discounts and stuff. Shouldn't I get a discount for being a hero sitting in that seat too? I mean, I haven't actually done anything, God forbid, but why are you charging me more money? Well, you get a little bit extra leg room, which did come in handy because If the person in front of me had had, had reclined their seat, bam, I'd have gotten another concussion. And you cannot concuss the hero seat sitters. You can't do that. Those seats definitely should not be able to recline. I got some ideas. If I ever got a a Pete Buttigieg uh, gig, I got some ideas about air travel. A lot of this stuff would be changing. But it was nice to see not a lot of people wearing masks. There were a bunch, but not a lot. Or way, way more than normal up in New York. Oh, man. They are, they are COVID terrified up there in most parts. But the CDC has already gotten it, basically. So, yeah, we're, we're waving a white flag. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Got a uh, message here from Keith. Air travel suggestion. Number one, keep a list of potential problems. Public. I guess uh, problem people. Prob- okay, that's number one. Keep a list of potential problems. Number two, give everybody not on that list a blackjack or billy club. And number three, point out the ones... Not on the list. And number four, fire the TSA. See, these are the kinds of solutions that we come up with on this program. This is why we change the world. This is the stuff. This is our wheelhouse, man. We solve the world's problems like this. One tweet at a time, one hour at a time. Well, uh, yes, uh, Carolina Bulldog on Twitter uh, said Poop Buttigieg. Yes, uh, yeah, I, I misspoke. I did not mean to call him Poop. Uh, I was trying to say Pete and boot and it came out as poop, but, uh, Pete booty gig. That's actually what I do call him. Um, I just think it's a fun name. Carolina bulldog says poop bootage, LOL. Hello, Freud. Sorry, I'm 12, but thanks for the laugh. Uh, at Patriot girl says, Can somebody please tell Atrium Maine that COVID is over, too? They apparently have not gotten the CDC memo, apparently. Um, Yeah, the CDC says uh, they're changing the guidance. You do not need to quarantine yourself if you come into close contact with an infected person. And you don't need to stay six feet away from other people anymore. And that the changes are driven by a recognition that more than two and a half years since the start of the pandemic About 95% of Americans over the age of 16 have acquired some level of immunity either from being vaccinated or infected. In other words, herd immunity, exactly. Herd immunity. The current conditions of the pandemic are very different from those of the last two years, said CDC's Greta Massetti, the CDC Recommendations. Also apply to everyone in the US, but the changes could be particularly important for schools, which resume classes this month in many parts of the country. And public schools and the unions are having a difficult time uh, getting people to come back. Enrollment's down, which means the money is going to be down because they're paid per kid, right? And the teachers' union, oh, yeah. Did you hear that story? There were, we were running a, a, a story with a teachers' union, North Carolina Association of Educators. They got their greedy little eyes set on the budget surplus and like, oh, this is the way to attract more teachers. Hey, guys, I got an idea. Is it possible that the reason why nobody wants to be a teacher anymore is because of you? It's because of you. You guys and your your crazy uh, radical gender theories and your wokeism and the CRT garbage and this constant drumbeat of dumbassery. Do you think maybe you're the reason no one wants to be a teacher anymore? You've already gotten all of the radicals in the ranks. You've already attracted them. You're fishing off of a puddle or into a puddle. Like, there's, there's, nobody, there's nobody else there in that talent pool. It's a talent puddle. And you already soaked it all up. Maybe that's why. Just a thought. <laughs> Got an email here from Mike about the airline seats. Pete, reclining seats on airplanes cause a minimum of irritation to just outright fights among passengers who feel their personal space is being encroached upon. This is the fault of the airlines that pushed the seats together ever more closely to maximize occupancy. Nevertheless, much strife could be avoided if the seats did not recline at all, except in first class, of course. Uh, I think somebody told me one of the uh, one of the carriers, I I forget which one, maybe Frontier or maybe it's Southwest. I don't know. Uh, So I don't want to I don't want to misspeak here. So I don't remember which carrier it was, but they said they don't their seats don't recline. And for a regional jet operator, that makes sense. Right. If you're if all your flights are under an hour or under two hours, you do not need reclining seats. Right. If you're not tired enough to sleep sitting up, then you're not tired. That's just that's how I roll. Give him a neck pillow. Move along. Um, He says, I saw a proposed new seating design for passenger aircraft that alternated the height of the seats. So one row would be higher than the very next row. And like kind of staggered. So you can pack them in tighter by making one higher and one lower. The upper level literally puts the butt of the passenger in the face of the person in the next row, which is lower. I can't wait to see how that works out. I would pay. Now, see, I would pay extra to sit in the higher seats. I would. I would do that. If they, I would not like it, but I would definitely do it. I would not want to be looking at someone's derriere on the flight. I mean, just looking at it, that would be the best case scenario, Right. If there's other senses involved, that would be worst case scenario. Um, Number two, adding to your glossary of new terms like transcession, please add Bidenflation. Yeah, I like that one too, Bidenflation. Let's see here. This is from Jay uh, uh, on my uh, outrage over booking on JetBlue only to be then stuffed into an American Airlines flight. Uh, It's called Code Share. I had my first business trip in two years last week. It sucked getting in that rat race again. Yeah, well, whatever it's called, I hate it. It stinks. Let me shift gears here. North Carolina story. I've got a a couple of North Carolina stories, but once again, thank you, Donald Trump, for getting raided. (laughs) I I had to just keep moving these stories and pushing them out. But uh, this actually uh, allowed me to wait on the latest development in this story, which is about the Wake County District Attorney's Office that is pursuing a criminal investigation into North Carolina Attorney General Josh Stein, despite a recommendation that the case should have been closed. This is according to a memo obtained by WBTV. The memo was written by a North Carolina State Board of Elections attorney. It is the latest revelation in an unprecedented case involving the sitting attorney general over a 2020 campaign ad. In the report by Nick Oxner, it states, though the agency determined that the ad was uh, was not a clear violation of the law, the DA's office, led by Democrat Lauren Freeman, Took the extraordinary step of investigating and ultimately pursuing an indictment against the state's sitting attorney general anyway. Okay, so you following what's happened? You had 2020, Josh Stein running for re election as attorney general. He's running against a fella who is the Forsyth County DA, Jim O'Neill. And I think that, I think it was Jim. Anyway, yeah, Jim O'Neill, uh, Forsyth County DA. And O'Neill is hammering away at Josh Stein for the backlog of untested rape kits. This is a story that just will not go away because apparently state, the crime lab and the attorney general and whoever, well, I mean, it was Roy Cooper for years. And remember when Roy Cooper ran against Pat McCrory, Pat McCrory said, Cooper has failed to clear the backlog of the rape kits too. And Cooper said, No, no, no. They're all tested. We've cleared the backlog. I'm awesome. It's all cleared. And then Josh Stein gets into office in 2016. And, oh, look at that. There's still a backlog. So weird. There's actually a timeline that the Board of Elections investigator uh, put together. I've got the memo via WBTV uh, and their report. And so the timeline, as outlined here, is uh, January 2017, Stein takes... Uh, first term of office as attorney general. Then about six months later, the General Assembly signs an Appropriations Act to require each law enforcement agency in the state to conduct an inventory of the rape kits in their custody and then report that number to the North Carolina State Crime Lab. Okay? So this this was right at the beginning of Josh Stein's term, which was weird that there would be any outstanding kits because Roy Cooper said he tested them all. Okay, then um, for the next six months through the end of 2017, uh, there's this reporting period, and you get all the law enforcement agencies, they're doing inventories and they're reporting. And what they found was there were more than 15,000 untested sexual assault kits statewide in law enforcement custody, okay? 1,500 of them were, so what, 1%? We're in Forsyth County law enforcement offices. March 2018, um, they, they give the inventory to the General Assembly. Uh, they create then a tracking system in October of 2018. And then in 2020, Josh Stein's running for re-election and Jim O'Neill starts hammering him for not, t- for not getting all of the backlog of the untested rape kits cleared. So then Josh Stein's campaign responds with essentially, "Uh uh-uh, it's your fault. And they say, you didn't clear it. You didn't clear your backlog. He left, what was the direct quote? He left them sitting. Yeah. When I learned that Jim O'Neill left 1,500 rape kits sitting on a shelf, leaving rapists on the streets, I had to speak out. Jim O'Neill cannot be our attorney general. So here's the problem. The attorney general, or the uh, uh, DA, does not actually have possession of the rape kits they're not sitting on a shelf because of anything the da has done or not done local da's don't control those kits the law enforcement agencies do and you could even argue the attorney general's office has control over this and when you read through as i did this six and a half page investigative uh summary What they find here is, let me go to page four. The standard practice and procedure for the collection of the kits, lab forensic testing and storage and custodial control lies with the investigating law enforcement agency. According to the DA, his office does not oversee or authorize when or if kits should be sent to a lab for testing. Also DAs have no role in determining the testing of kits. The kits are solely in law enforcement, Custody for investigation and the D.A. should not interfere with this part of the investigation. Now, the investigators at the Board of Elections say, well, we can make an argument here that O'Neill's failure to act is technically false. You see, because, yes, his office was never in control and there's no oversight of testing kits by his office. But what Stein's attorney says, and I guess you can make this argument, so says the investigator, that, you know, this is in his backyard and that the D.A. should have some broad level of knowledge and responsibility of the number of the untested kits in their county. Um, and, uh, you know, he could, you know, maybe essentially act as in the bully pulpit fashion. He, he he should he should know this stuff and he could take some measures to try to force people or or persuade the, the, the kits to be pushed along by the law enforcement agencies. That's how they're justifying this. Look, it's quite clear that Josh Stein's campaign lied in their ads. It's clear that that occurred. And you can kind of make up any kind of rationale you want, but it's clear that Jim O'Neill did not leave 1,500 rape kits sitting on the shelves. That was not him that did that. And they knew that. The attorney general's office would know that. But they lied. And so now they went to court to try to make the argument that they should be constitutionally allowed to lie about their political opponents in ads, which I think is an extraordinary position for the state's top cop and officer of the court to make. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm the top cop. I'm a I'm an officer of the court and I demand the right to lie about other officers of the court because, you know, that's politics news talk 1110 and 993 WBT right so the uh, State Board of Elections does an investigation into this ad look there's a state law that says you're not allowed to recklessly and whatever uh, uh defame and lie about a political opponent. It's it's been around, it's been on the books for like a hundred years or something and nobody's ever been charged or prosecuted under it. And I don't understand why the Wake County D.A., a Democrat is also uh, or is going after, although she did recuse herself from the investigation, turned it over to one of her uh, assistant D.A.s. Why they're, why they're going after Josh Stein, maybe it's to inoculate themselves you know, if she's going to make a run for higher office, she could say, look, I go after Democrats and Republicans, it's, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know the motivation here. But the Board of Elections investigation said, hey, eh, this is ambiguous. We're not sure, you know, good people on both sides. Um, <laughs> right. So, like you could say they could make the argument either way. So they said, "We we don't recommend you go forward with it. But the D.A., she says, yes. And Josh Stein then, like, literally minutes before the the charges are about to drop against him, because it's a criminal offense, he goes to the court and says, give me an injunction against this law and tries to stop it there. So, in other words, saying, like, I should be able to lie about my political opponents. I, yeah, I cannot be a fan of the law while also not being a fan of Josh Stein. I don't have to choose. Um, speaking of lying, there's a there's a world-renowned French physicist who had to apologize for tweeting out a picture of a slice of chorizo. It was a lie. It wasn't actually a star system.
1: I sound that igloo cooler Take a guess at all the doers. I can feel a good one coming on. Redneck mother Any blues I had before Gone Another working week is over No chance of staying sober
0: Yeah, so Etienne Klein is the guy's name. He tweeted out what he said was a picture of a star from the James Webb Space Telescope, but it was actually a piece of sausage.
1: Three blondes in a ragtop Mustang Followed us down to the lake And didn't have to think about that too long Skinny dipping in the bright moonlight Situation couldn't be
0: So it's a cross-section of the sausage. That, maybe that wasn't clear. It's a cross-section. So he, like, cut it into a slice and then laid it on side, took a picture of it, and it was kind of reddish. And it looked like a star. And he, t- he kind of led everybody to believe it was a star. And then, of course, here come the anti-comic Nazis, and they're like, that's not a star. And so he had to say, it's not a star. Yeah. He still has a job, though. So that's, I guess there's a happy ending to that story. Have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Don't break anything while I'm gone until the break of dawn